Welcome to WTF with f Oh my god. I should know this by now. Fuck. Do you know how many hours of the fucking Bachelor I fucking watched this week? He was hot up until he opened his damn fucking mouth. So I decided recently that I'm going to start participating and practicing a celibacy in 2020. I'll let you guys know how that goes for me. Hey guys, and welcome to What the Fuck with Frankie, the declassified guide to adulting, where we talk about everything we never learned in school and the topics that keep our group chats up at night saying what the fuck. From pop culture news to sex, breakups, dating, and everything in between, nothing is off limits on my show. I'm your host, Frankie Endo Ondo. Join me every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as I answer, discuss, and navigate us through the craziest topics, stories, and news that's going to leave you saying what the fuck. Use the hashtag WTFFrankie to keep up with the conversation on Twitter and Instagram and share your own WTF moments or stories of the week. On today's episode, we're discussing the WTF moments of the week in my life, your lives, and in pop culture. In an episode of WTF with Frankie, I'd like to call What the Fuck Happened This Week? The Weekly Rundown. If you're tired of going to happy hour and not knowing what the fuck everyone's talking about, this is the perfect episode for you. I'm going to have you up to date and saying WTF by the end of the hour. So grab your drinks, grab your snacks, take your break, or slide your earpods in if you're at work, because this is an episode you do not want to miss. So, before we get into the show this week, I have to thank everyone for tuning in to last week's episode of WTF with Frankie. The episode last week was titled The Wellness Check, I Have a Concussion. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely should. Um, that episode is officially my most streamed and listened to episode in a 72-hour time period. In three days, it accumulated over 4.5 thousand streams which is honestly a dream come true for a nobody like me trying to make it in the podcast and media world. So thank you guys so much. Um, and now that I'm available on all platforms, especially Apple, because they took forever to approve me, please go and rate the show, subscribe, and leave feedback and reviews. Also, starting next week, my weekly rundowns will be back on Instagram. I have a huge bruise on my face from getting fillers this week and refuse to be on camera. So starting next week, for those of you who want to listen via podcast, the weekly rundown will be available on all the streaming services as a podcast. And for those of you who want to watch me do the show, it will also be available on Instagram TV on my Instagram at FrankieAndoAndo. Now... I got a shit ton of questions and so many DMs last week about the episode that dropped last week. Everyone was asking me who I was talking about, if I'm still upset, what the updates are, what's going on, and I'm going to give you guys an update and a little bit of 411 and T on that whole entire situation. But before I give you guys the updates, I also just want to let everyone know and say once again that the podcasts that are not the weekly rundown were recorded in the fall of 2019. The weekly rundown are recorded once a week in the podcast studio. So everything that you guys are listening to that is not the weekly rundown already was pre-recorded and pre-taped. So when you guys are asking me questions on Instagram, um, my opinions have changed drastically in certain situations about things that already happened in the fall that you guys just happen to be listening to now. So you guys, the listeners, are essentially behind on my life and me and my friends are reliving it each week when the episodes get dropped. For those of you who don't know what the F I'm talking about, let me give you guys a quick little update, but first a message from one of our sponsors. 
Ever thought of making your own podcast? Tired of not being heard? Well, guys, download Anchor app. It's your own way and the easiest way to make your own podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, let me rewind the freaking tape and let me give you a little rundown of what happened. I had a friend. He was dealing with a girl. His girl got jealous or drunk one night and accused me of liking him and possibly having relations with him behind her back. She then took this alleged rumor and spread it around town like a fucking wildfire. And it started a shit ton of drama, a lot of problems, a lot of arguments. So that's pretty much what I discussed in week five um, in an episode called Wellness Check. I have a concussion. If you're interested and you want to know more, listen to the episode before this one. For those of you who are up to date and know what I'm talking about, um, I just want to let you guys know that as the weeks go on and different co-hosts come on the show and different discussions happen, you will definitely hear how this situation plays out and all the different fights and drama that broke out because of this whole entire situation. So I'm going to give you guys the 411 and live update because I don't want you guys to constantly ask me every week what the F is going to happen and what the F is going on. So I'm going to answer the DMs I've been getting since last Thursday right now. So this is the question I got the most on Instagram. Are you going to reveal who Facetune is and the guy she thought you liked? No. I will 100% never reveal on this show who Facetune is or the guy she was sleeping with. But I have said to everyone that if they would like to come on the show and claim the story and want to give their side of things, they are more than welcome to come in the studio and clear the air. I'm more than happy to have an adult conversation with both of them. I have no beef with literally either one of them right actually that's a lie i have beef with one of them currently right now but the invitation stands two are you still friends with the guy this is a really complicated question that really will play out on the podcast starting week eight as of right now february 6th 2019 2020 sorry um no we are not friends There's no contact. There's no communication. I have him unrestricted on Instagram. And honestly, I like it that way. I'm really in a really good place right now. Um, A lot of good things are happening for me professionally, financially, with the podcast and other things I'm working on. And he's someone whose energy moving forward, I don't necessarily really want around. So no, me and him are not friends right now. Three, am I still mad? So the funny thing is I wasn't mad and didn't care that the interview was coming out. Obviously, like I've said multiple times on all my podcasts, I lived through this past fall. I know what happened and I know what I said in each podcast and I know what happened at each podcast taping. But then I heard the interview for the first time last week and got mad listening to it all over again, which is why I went on a recent massive unfollow spree. Um, Reliving it was a lot worse than actually living through it presently because i know how this shit ends and you guys don't know yet so yes i am still a little mad four um was i more mad at facetune or the boyfriend um first of all this person is shady boyfriend boyfriend 
the delusion. First of all, he was never her boyfriend. Um, and I was more mad at my friend because she doesn't owe me anything. I don't know her. My friend is supposed to be the mediator and not stir more pots, which he did. So I'm more mad at my friend and that is not her boyfriend, never has been. Actually, I wouldn't know because he wouldn't tell me anyways. Um, five. I, oh, okay. So, um... Five, have me and her spoken? No, I haven't spoken to her and have not officially met her, which is crazy to think because we have a beef that's now lasted six months and we've gone through every single person, but we haven't seen each other publicly and we haven't gone to each other like face to face, which is so crazy. Um, and then I got questions slash DMs on if I sympathize for her slash how I would feel if I was in her shoes. And the answer to all of those is no, I don't sympathize for her. I can't sympathize for a liar. I can't feel bad for a liar. I can't relate to a liar. I can't sympathize for a jealous person because I'm not a hater. Every single person I've met in nightlife, every single person I've met going out, every single person I've met at school, I try to uplift and not tear down. I am the biggest supporter. I'm your biggest fan if you're my friend and if I meet you. Um, and she has the reputation of being insecure slash jealous of people. She thinks have a better relationship with her alleged man and tends to start shit and rumors about them to get attention from her alleged man. And if that works for them, I wish them nothing but the best. But Frankie Ando Ando is no longer participating in that type of shenanigans. So I do not have any sympathy for her. Um, would I have handled it differently? 100% I would have handled it differently. The beef should have never been between me and her. The beef was between me and him and the beef should be between her and him. Um, she just spoke out of her ass a lot and that's the real situation. Like she doesn't owe me anything. I don't know her. She doesn't know me. And honestly, the both of us should have redirected all of our questions and frustrations to so guys, hopefully that answers any questions and gives you guys a little update on that whole situation. Like I said, this is going to 100% continue to play it on my podcast. I don't want to give too much away, but I will say shit gets crazy after week eight. So I hope that answered all of you guys' questions. I don't want to spoil everything that happened and kind of like where this is leading to. Um, obviously, my friends and my family and people who are really close to me know where this is leading to. A lot was revealed. A lot of things came out. And I learned so much about myself through this whole entire experience. So keep listening to my podcast. I know that like this is kind of like the thing that has everyone in my podcast like trying to figure out what the F happened and like who the fuck these people are. But I promise you guys... This week, you guys are going to be moving on to a new freaking mystery and trying to figure out who the fuck I'm talking about because this week's episode is so freaking salacious. So now that you guys got your update, you guys got your questions answered, I gave you guys a little bit of more tea, let's move on to what the fuck is happening in my life this week. So this week, I went on a date with a certain gentleman. He's going to be super pissed that I'm talking about this on here because he literally was like, you better not talk about this on your podcast and blah, 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 blah. But I am anyways. He's just going to have to deal with it. I went on a date this week with this guy. We've been chatting in the DMs for a while. I've been going through a hiatus from drinking and going out just to kind of get my focus back. Um, I recently realized that I've been emotionally excessively drinking and that drinking had become kind of like a chore for me. And I knew it was getting really bad when I couldn't have conversations with certain people without being hammered because I didn't have the courage to say what I wanted to say in my sober state. So a little update about me. I'm trying to cut out alcohol out of my routine. I don't know if it's going to be permanent, but I really saw my life going in a negative direction because of um, my excessive drinking. So for now, I'm just going to be sipping one glass of wine here and there. But 
he texted me Wednesday night and was like, I'm in the city. I got to see you. We have to link up. Let's go get drinks. So guess what we did? We linked, um, despite me being on my hiatus and not really wanting to go out and like socialize with people just because of things that I'm personally going through. Um, we went to the polo bar in Midtown in New York City. What the fuck with Frankie exclusive? I know you guys think a lot of celebrities go to Tao, Catch, and all those other restaurants downtown. But if you really want to say WTF and be shook to your core at every turn, you will listen to my advice and make a reservation at the polo bar in Midtown on a weekday. And you will see just how many real celebrities, executives, and people of influence really go to polo bar and that you will bump into they are everywhere like roaches at the polo bar like popping out of every single damn corner but back to the date so we're at the polo bar and i'm over here doing my mental checklist he chose a good place check he has a blue check on instagram check great source of income check easy on the eyes check is in the industry check make sure you remember this on a hit show check spends his time between la and new york perfect that means i only really have to be loyal to you 50 of the time like everything about this guy was perfect and ideal for me until he opened his damn freaking mouth as the date went on and he started talking and talking and talking the meter in my mind that i had of this man just started going down the freaking drain but he said two things to me that really stood out to me and that like really had me like thinking deep he had been watching my stories like previously because he followed me in December and he said something along the lines of if we're together you def can't go out as much as you do like you and your friends drink too much you party entirely too much and that was like strike one. Then he said something to me at the date like I don't usually do dinners like this because I'm super busy I'm always on set so like I FaceTime my boyfriends periodically a lot when I can and they usually will come to California while we're filming and like kind of be on set. That was strike two. So you're trying to tell me what to do, and you really can't do that. Like, do you know who the fuck you're talking to? Like, you're talking to Frankie Ando Ando. Like, I do not listen to what anybody says. I'm going to do what I want to do. But in the same breath, you're also telling me you don't have time to be in a present relationship because you're an actor and, like, you don't have time to be present all the time because you're on set. And, like, the only way it could really work is if, like, I came to you. Okay, so you want to tell me what to do, but at the same time... You don't know if you can commit to a full relationship because you can only really do FaceTimes and the person has to basically agree to fly out to LA and sit in your trailer. So pretty much you want me to put my life on hold, which honestly doesn't bother me because as I stated earlier, I was only going to give him 50% of my, my me anyways. And the only 50% I was going to give to him was when I he was in New York. Like I was never going to go to LA anyways. But so then I started thinking to myself, like, why are we here then? Like, why am I wasting my time? What exactly is it that you want? And suddenly at dinner, I had a headache because I realized, like, I didn't like him. Like, I liked what he could do for me. And for the first time ever in my life, I thought to myself, oh, my fucking God, I'm like the guys, my friends, my girlfriends all talk and complain about. I was on the verge of essentially continuing a relationship with someone for convenience, to get what I wanted out of them, for them to facilitate my life. But in reality, I was never going to better his situation or his life because I didn't care about him. And my heart belonged somewhere else and honestly to somebody else. And then I asked myself in my head, like, what the fuck are you here for, Frankie? Like, you're wasting this man's time. You're giving him false hope and you're doing what you and so many have complained about. And he's doing the exact same thing because he knows he can't be in a full relationship he knows all he can do is give you facetimes and possibly fly you out to la and you're just gonna be sitting in his trailer waiting around for him it was really like that meme of spider-man where like 
they're pointing at the same people like spider-man is pointing at spider-man and spider-man is pointing at spider-man it was really like two toxic men pointing the finger so i started thinking about deal breakers and pet peeves and it had me thinking about some of the relationships my friends are in and the things i've heard from them about the dating scene and guys that they're talking to and guys that they're dating and guys that they're dealing with and it quickly started to have me think about what i would tolerate and wouldn't tolerate moving forward when it came to dating someone or establishing a relationship with someone so earlier today i hopped on instagram and i did a question box on my instagram and i asked my followers what are some deal breakers and dating pet peeves they have and i got so many different answers and so many different crazy stories and what i found out from my instagram because i had guys and girls responding um back to my instagram box kind of thing is how much girls have advanced and evolved kind of going into 2020 and how far guys in our generation still have to go like the girls are so ahead of the guys it's insane and guys really are gonna have to catch up all the answers i got from guys were personal attacks or things i feel can't be changed or modified about a person unless they go under the knife i got answers and dms about personal appearance what women could do for them such as them needing to know how to cook and being good and bad another guy said he can't deal with a girl who talks too much slash texts too frequently one said if she's talked to any of my friends that's a deal breaker slash pet peeve yet i'm sure and can put all the money in my bank account that this person has never called out one of his guy friends for sleeping around with too many girls and probably applauds his guy friends for being the man and sleeping around with a bunch of girls but does not hold his friends and his girlfriends on the same level um the other said if she asks too many sexy no if she takes too many sexy pictures on instagram that's a problem because that's should be reserved for me and my me only um i got a if she's too close to her friends slash tells them everything response i got a too many guy friends response i got a if they're not available like if they're too busy that's a problem so pretty much you guys want girlfriends who just have nothing to do except for sit around the house waiting for you 24 7 that's great i got a i can't deal with a girl who's too serious dm and basically what i gathered from the answers from the guys is that most guys because i gathered my information from instagram and then i went online and read some articles so i'm not going to speak for all guys but i'm going to speak from my own research and my own da uh, data i found that most guys are really um living in the moment they aren't thinking about the future they aren't thinking about tomorrow they're thinking about what's happening right now and the girls they are dating hooking up with and interested in are a reflection of this i've noticed that guys are really into girls who make their day and lives easier they don't like heavy questions they don't want to talk about what's going on in their lives they want you to just be around when needed no questions asked not really have an opinion and just really go with the flow they don't care about what's going on in your life or anything that's going on in their life like when they're with you they just want to essentially live a fantasy world they just want to live a life where everything is super easy the conversation is super easy having sex is super easy going to eat is super easy guys like things that are super easy and not complicated and i think that society has made guys entirely too comfortable because in the mind of a guy the control of whether the female he is dealing with getting what he thinks and what society has made him think she wants which is to be married to have kids to have a title can only be given to her if he says so so there's a lack of seriousness there's a lack of respect and i think a lot of guys especially now in 2020 should really be shaking in their boots because one thing about it the girls are not playing around anymore 
they aren't tolerating the bullshit and the shenanigans. And I think for the first time in a really long time, we have a generation of girls who know their worth, know what they deserve, and know what qualities and characteristics make a good partner so that they don't have to go through things like a divorce, so that they don't have to go through being in a relationship with a man for six, seven years and them not wanting to get married or them not wanting kids. And I think that that is so powerful. And I didn't really think about that until recently when I sat there and I go, oh my God, why would I ever sit here at a date with someone who I know can't provide me with what I want? But when I saw the answers from the females, I found them rather surprising because we're in a get money era right now. Social media and pop culture really is teaching girls right now through music, through television, through pop culture, through media, that securing the bag is more important and is something that they should worry about rather than the quality of the man. And I just really looked at all the answers that I got from a shit ton of girls. And I was just so proud. Like, I was just so happy. But then when I thought about it, I realized that the girls between the ages of 23 through 28 aren't the ones who are being taught this whole city girl, bad bitch, Instagram money mentality. They aren't the ones listening to Megan Thee Stallion or city girls. It's the 16 to 20 year olds. Most of these guys are going to want to date because they will want younger and fitter girlfriends when they get older so y'all let my educated smart sisters y'all keep passing up right now that are y'all's ages know how that will end up for you so some of the answers i got from girls in terms of deal breakers and pet peeves i got financial instability poor communication men who are not sensitive men who lack patience men with bad hygiene liars, men who aren't clear with their intentions, ghosting, uh, men who don't know how to hold a conversation, men who can't make decisions, men who are not ambitious and have no life goals, a man-child, no table manners, no restaurant manners, as in tipping, pulling out chairs, utensils, the whole nine yards, men who still play video games 24-7, men who participate in locker room chit-chat with their boys, um, men who refuse to talk about their feelings, and I got the occasional, they gotta be good in bed and that size matters kind of commentary, and then I also got has no backbone. Um, and not one damn pet peeve or deal breaker was about their looks, how they dressed, who they affiliated with, what society thinks of their profession, or about the money. Every single thing sent to me, with the exception of a few personal shady attacks, were things that make whatever man they chose to end up with a better, more honorable man in every aspect, not just for them personally because they're sleeping with you, if you're a man and you're listening to, I'm speaking straight to you, but you as a friend and as a businessman. And I think that's the difference between girls and guys nowadays. All the guys worried about in their responses was how the girls would benefit them. And all the girls' answers were things that not only benefited them, but benefited the men they love and that they hope to end up with. See, because it's supposed to be 50-50. I'm supposed to learn something from my time with you other than how to please you in bed and what your favorite meals are. And men should want that too. Like, I'm really surprised not one man said she needs to be family-oriented or she needs to be independent or she needs to be business-minded because I assume those are traits and characteristics you would want for the person you plan on spending your day with. But that's the thing, ladies. They don't even plan on spending the day with you guys until they come home and see there's nothing to eat or do. Then all of a sudden, they're like, where are you at? Want to come over? Let's go eat. And that's why this episode is called Why the Fuck the Girls Are Fed the Fuck Up. Y'all want to know why the girls are fed the fuck up? They're fed the fuck up because they are tired. 
tired with a capital T at the end, just so y'all know how hashtag pissed they are. They want a refund and they want to return y'all to y'all's creator because y'all are acting the hell up in these streets, gentlemen. They are fed the fuck up. They've had it. I've heard from the girls, the lashes, the nails, the wigs, the extensions, the lingerie. That's all out the window. Y'all ain't getting none of that shit anymore for y'all. If anything, if any girl steps out the house these days in 2020, it's because they want to look good for themselves. They are tired of helping, giving, doing, and getting nothing in return from y'all. Especially when all it takes is for one little hot thing to show up, give y'all a little bit of attention, and all of a sudden she's done stolen your attention and everything that my girls have done goes down the drain. Let me tell y'all something before we get into the stories uh, this week. 2020 is a sink or swim year for the girls, okay? Especially our generation. This is our first adult decade, and I've seen a lot of girls making huge but subtle changes in their lives. And for the guys dealing with these girls or trying to talk to these girls, it's really going to be a huge wake-up call, and they really should be shaking in their boots. A lot of girls drown trying to change or save a man and I think for the first time in a lot of girls lives they're starting to realize wait I can't save myself and you at the same damn time like I can't make you better you gotta want that for yourself like I know what I want and it's clear and I can find that because I'm aware of what I don't want anymore and that's you this year fellas you're either gonna have to come with them and get with the program or y'all gonna start sinking all by your damn selves because one thing about it is the girls are rising to the fucking occasion no one wants to sit on their asses anymore and just be getting taken care of and expect for you to bring home the bacon i see girls who used to cry every week over a man all of a sudden the only drips coming out of them these days are sweat drips from them hitting the gym trying to better themselves for themselves i see girls who once used to go out all the damn time to impress a guy who didn't even bat an eye or look twice at them staying in eating better and taking care of themselves for the first time. I see girls starting businesses, taking their crafts and passions seriously on Instagram, whether it be creating content, doing makeup on the side as a hustle, starting clothing lines, podcasts. I'm seeing girls getting jobs. These girls are stepping it the fuck up. And with this newfound confidence I'm seeing in women these days, plus knowing exactly what they want in a man, it's about to be a lonely, 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 and cold 2020 for men if they don't grow up and try to catch up with our sisters. Y'all about to learn real quick that y'all cannot expect what y'all are not giving. Y'all want boyfriend perks. Y'all want to act like a, y'all want to act like a boyfriend, but y'all don't want to give those same actions and treatment back to these girls y'all want husband perks y'all gotta act like a husband because the girls are fed the fuck up and they're not having it no more and that's on jesus's sandals that's on frankie ando ando and that's on what the fuck with frankie okay guys so let's get into the top stories of the week because this was a crazy week everyone has officially lost their chill story number one selena gomez launches a rare beauty with sephora straight boys in simpler terms selena gomez yeah that girl on disney is going to have a makeup line sold at sephora that store that your girlfriend spent all her money and time at yes um and she named it rare beauty which is ironic because she rarely ever looks good 
when she hits a red carpet. This is the issue. I don't know what's going on with the managers and publicists in Hollywood right now, but someone is telling every single celebrity that the way to make a quick buck is by releasing makeup lines. And let me just say, yes, it worked for Rihanna and Kylie, but it's not going to work for everyone. Having a makeup line for Kylie worked because she's known for her makeup. When she released her lip kit, everyone from California to Nairobi, Kenya to the freaking streets of Taiwan were talking about her lips being bigger, if they were real, if they were fake. She used that opportunity. Having a makeup line for Rihanna works because she holds weight in fashion. Selena Gomez having a makeup line when she's expressed for years, she doesn't care what she looks like doesn't care about her presentation, doesn't care about what anybody says about her looks is strange. But I will buy every single thing that drops if it means it will keep her so preoccupied she will no longer talk about Justin Bieber and put out any more mediocre songs or movies. Selena, if that's what it takes for you to literally leave Justin Bieber alone and for me to not have to hear, uh, 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 I will support you till the fucking grave, sis. Um, the second story is about Robert Pattinson, who we have not spoken about literally ever since like 2011 when Twilight stopped airing. But Robert Pattinson from Twilight is declared the most handsome man in the world. Guys, if you guys could see my face right now in the studio, in the world, in the whole entire world, y'all mean to tell me Edward Cullen is the most handsome man? Las mentiras, the lies, Schumann. Listen. Every time one of these lists comes out, I have so many freaking questions. Like, what the F is the criteria? Why are celebrities the only ones used to, like, kind of figure out, like, who the most attractive anything is? Like, I feel like this is a way to boost plastic surgery sales. Like, I don't understand. Like, what tells you he's never had surgery or been modified? Like, I always have so many questions when a list like this comes out. Earlier this year, Bella Hadid was declared the world's most beautiful woman in the world. And we all know she had a freaking eggplant on her nose, on her face before she got her plastic surgery. So it's like, how could she be the most beautiful woman in the world when she's been modified to look that way? Like, that's not natural. That's not God made. Um... So these lists always have me so sketched out and like it really just feels like it's a way of like plastic surgeons being like, guys, this is what you need to look like. So start booking your appointments so y'all could be like the most beautiful girl in the world, high cheek fillers and like bigger lips. And like with guys, it's like a bunch of guys are going to be like, oh my God, I want to like Robert Pattinson because that's what every girl thinks is really attractive. But like, I just feel like these types of lists are debatable like who i think is the most sexiest man and who you think is the most sexiest man or who a scientist and math and science and all of this bullshit thinks is the sexiest man like it's all personal and it doesn't mean shit so like honestly i'm starting to get to a point in my life where like i'm over these freaking lists and like don't even really like want to discuss them anymore because if you are going to tell me that robert pattinson is hotter than maluma your math your science is so fucked up and is so rare that like you don't need to put out a list anymore scientists do better so story number three is all about the super bowl 2020 so this week was the super bowl 2020 in miami i was actually supposed to be down there shaking my ass having fun popping bottles with my girl janita and diamond 
but I got a lung infection. So I had to watch via Instagram like the rest of the world and watch from my sofa. Um, it's no surprise I did not watch the Super Bowl, but I, just like every other girl, wanted the team with the hottest player to win, and that player was Travis Kelsey. He had every girl and every gay at home biting their lips and guess what he won the super bowl the kansas city chiefs won the super bowl in miami but let's talk about the most important thing from the super bowl the halftime show j-lo and shakira took the stage and honestly my inner third grade gay self came out so hard every song every beat every count was hit and executed so perfectly by the both of them not one of them was better than the other. Shakira is a singer. J-Lo is a performer. Um, the fact that both of them are 50 years old and shaking what their mamas gave them is amazing and really has me like wanting to hit the gym like tomorrow and I probably should because I have Coachella in like a month. Um, Bad Bunny and J Balvin came out and honestly Bad Bunny is another person who like could get it and like the fact that like someone like Bad Bunny and Maluma are not considered like the sexiest man like that has me more fucking shooketh. Um, the show was amazing. Also shout out to Mark Anthony's daughter Emmy. Um, she can sing and she can sing way better than her mom. Also, speaking of Super Bowl, I'm not sure if you guys know of Stripper Bowl, which is an event that happens on Super Bowl weekend that essentially guarantees the best strippers in whatever city the Super Bowl is happening in a shit ton of money. Usually the players or celebs in town will party at the Stripper Bowl and the girls will make like a million dollars cash that night. Um, guys, it was fucking insane. I highly recommend you guys go on your Instagram and type hashtag stripper bowl on Instagram and see how much money was scattered around the floors. These girls are walking around knees deep in ones. It's insane. Like all of the athletes, all of the celebrities, they all go to one strip club and they make it rain. It is like the stripper Olympics. And I'm not really going to get too crazy and go deep into it. Cause like there's some drama going on with it right now, but I highly recommend if you want a good laugh. And if you really have ever doubted how much money strippers really make, Go on Instagram, search up hashtag stripper bowl, and let me know what the fuck you think in the DMs. Trust me, it's gonna have you saying, what the fuck? Um, fourth story, which has to do with Miami. Halsey goes ballistic at her show in Miami. So this weekend, Halsey was performing in Miami and a guy was chanting G-Eazy over and over during her set. She stopped mid-set and lost it on him and said, if you say G-Eazy one more fucking time, I will kick you out this building. I will kick your fucking ass, test me. I will kick your ass out the fucking club. You're not going to disrespect me like that at my own show. She also went on Instagram and said, don't ever let someone make you feel crazy or unhinged because you're a woman standing up for yourself. Don't tolerate disrespect in the name of being nice. Love you. And honestly, I'm with her. If you want g Easy so bad, go to his concert. Go support him. What I don't understand about trolls is the fact that they usually will follow you, be a fan, be a supporter, and put money in your pockets, but want to troll or hate on you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, My only thing about this whole situation is that it does kind of make Halsey look like she's a bit bothered and big mad because we all know this past week every news outlet leaked that G-Eazy was parlaying with the stallion the hot girl Megan the stallion so it's like sis are you mad or are you just over it let me know 
Let me know what you think, Halsey. Let me know what the fuck is going on, sis. And next story is Nicki Minaj versus Meek Mill. So exes Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill are back at it. If you don't know, now you know. But back in early January, the two of them bumped into each other at a store and things got very heated between Meek and Minaj's husband, aka the convict. Um, but on Wednesday, Nicki Minaj sent out a series of tweets claiming Meek was stalking and clocking her Instagram and called him out in allegedly being a woman beater, among several other things. Meek responded on Twitter and said Nicki was trying to ruin his reputation and his name and that she should speak on her brother who was convicted of raping his stepdaughter. Now, guys, this had me refreshing Twitter all day. But Meek has a point, and I'm 100% team Meek, and I messaged my girl Jemmy at just gem underscore, you know, that's my girl, we kiki, we spill tea, and she agreed, we are hashtag team Meek. Nikki has had this alleged information of Meek beating his sister up or his mom up for years and has stayed quiet on it until she could use it against him, but has yet to speak on what's public knowledge. Her brother is in jail for raping a minor. Not just any minor, his stepdaughter. She's also married to someone who has had a past of abusing women and being homophobic and is a convict. So she really, in my opinion, has no room to speak on this or expect us to believe her or help her when she has protected and willingly married someone who is just as bad as what she is projecting onto Meek Mill. So Nikki, next. I've never been a fan of you and you are not going to get me on your side this time. So, since this is my first weekly countdown of 2020, because January was such a crazy freaking month for me and I did not give you guys any weekly countdowns, I'm going to give you guys a bonus and final story that's going to tie into the rant I went on earlier. So earlier I spoke about men wanting girls who will cater to their needs, take care of them, and that they essentially want you to give, 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 but they don't want to give you anything in return. And when you ask for something back in return, or when you ask for that title, or when you ask for some sort of commitment, you're either doing too much or you're being dramatic. So the sixth and final story of this episode is all about Hailey Bieber's newest interview with Elle magazine. So basically, Hailey Bieber, formerly known as Hailey Baldwin, um, said in her interview that when her and Justin Bieber got back together, she was hesitant. Like, she said she just wanted to be friends, and he essentially was like, no, I'm going to marry you, and was very persistent, and was really the one who kind of forced her-ish, kind of, into the relationship. We know how this turned out. They went from church buddies one week to engaged the next week to married in the courthouse the next. All rushed, all quick. For her, this was probably a dream come true since she was a fan of his. And what fan doesn't want to marry their idol? So thinking back at that time, we were all so confused. Like, what the fuck just happened? This was so quick. This is so weird. What the fuck is going on? And they swore up and down it was for religious reasons and that they were so religious and that they wanted to have a close and personal wedding and that like the love was so strong and that they were waiting to have a bigger wedding later on later on ended up being this past year they had a big old wedding in south carolina where it was celebrity filled and all extravagant and lavish but Haley recently opened up and said in an interview that the real reason was because justin's health was so bad so essentially, she got bamboozled into ending up with a man who pitched himself as a 2020 Mercedes-Benz only to end up with a 1984 Honda Ford right after they got married. She went on to say it was months She went on to say it was months of me being a new wife trying to help him figure out what was wrong and what was going on. Let me tell you guys what I think. 
I think Justin Bieber is like every guy we discussed in this episode. He knew what was up. He knew what condition he was in. He knew he wasn't ready or in his best state. So he settled for what he knew would tolerate this version of him and all the shenanigans he is pulling and would be there with him through thick and thin. And he went for his biggest fan, Haley. Haley isn't a wife. She isn't a girlfriend. She's a nurse. She's someone he can guarantee is always going to be there with him through the difficult times he's going through because she will submit to him because he knows she looks up to him slash would do anything to be with him. That's why he chose her to be his bride. That is the true tea. She is not a wife. She's not his life partner. He will get rid of her as soon as he's back up and running as soon as his album gets back to number one as soon as he's back on tour as soon as his health is back up and stabilized watch justin bieber is going to start acting up once again he is just temporarily pretending to be good so that he could secure a girl he knew would cater to him that's the true tea well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this special edition of WTF with Frankie this week called What the Fuck Happened This Week. I'll be back on Instagram next week with visuals and the podcast will be available for those who don't want a visual. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a review and share. Thanks. Love you guys. Have a great Friday. And I will be dropping two podcasts. One this one right now and another one later tonight. So let me know what the fuck you guys think about the both of them. And bye.